everyone. Welcome to the Relate series. This is the final podcast of the series. We've got a full virtual room and we are looking forward to an interesting conversation. So to start off the introductions, um, my name is Kemi. I'm a daughter of the Most High God. I'm an engineer by profession. I'm an inspirational blogger and author as well. I'm passionate about Africa and international development issues. I love writing, learning new things, traveling and exploring different cultures. So I will now pass it on to the next person to introduce themselves. So hi everyone, my name is Jemima. Um, I am a doctor by profession. I deliver babies, nice and exciting. Um, but I also am a writer, I'm a spoken word artist and I organize small events. I'll pass it on to Laoli. Hi everyone, uh, good to be back and to the final Relate podcast. Um, it's a shame, but here we go, it's gonna be fun. As I said, my name is Laoli. Um, I'm a lawyer by profession. I help businesses acquire and expand, essentially, and also for fun. What do I do? Um, I love traveling, and also um, I help worship teams sound a lot better. Yeah. Uh, David. Hello, my name is David. Um, I'm actually training to be project manager. Um, what do I do for fun? I love aquariums and I love ornamental fishes. I just love anything, water and sea. And I'll pass it on to Gemma. Hi, my name is Gemma. I am what is known as an academic registrar for a small higher education institution. Um, I work in theological education, um, uh, but I work on sort of the operations and um, administration side of things. Um, and I've been dating Rob with, for 10 months and he sat right here beside me. My introduction. That's your introduction. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm Rob. Uh, I work for the National Trust. Um, I love a lot of National Trust places and countryside and uh, that's a, a real relaxing pastime of mine. Um, I also volunteer um, as a special constable um, for Cheshire Police uh, on a sort of part-time basis, as it were. Uh, and yeah, I enjoy gaming and going for walks in the countryside, very, very long walks, which is mostly what we've done during lockdown. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's it for me. Okay. So I think everyone has been introduced, so we'll just get straight in to the conversation. So we've got like a, a long list of questions to, to um, pose to our panel. And yes, everyone just chip in as, as you feel. So the first question that I have for us today is, is no physical, is no physical attraction always a deal breaker or can attraction grow over time? Discuss. Um, I think that you can not necessarily find someone really physically attractive initially, um, but then the more you, when you spend time and the more you see them, and particularly in a church context, perhaps doing ministry, um, and you really see the heart and they, they've got a heart, you know, for like Jesus and they're sort of going after God. Um, I think that does actually make them more physically attractive um, because you see that kind of the whole person, you're attracted to the whole person 
Um, but I've kind of, I've certainly seen that before, not necessarily romantically, but seeing people serve and thinking, wow, you know, they're kind of, you know, what a beautiful, what beautiful things they're doing and what a beautiful heart. And you will sort of be attracted to that and take more notice. So I, I think it can. I do think it can. I, I also believe, I think physical attraction grows over time um, because the way, I think it also feeds to, because if you're actually in a relationship with someone just because of physical attraction, I think over time, probably maybe when it leads to marriage and years down the line and there's nothing like everybody gets old and all of those things, so what keeps the relationship together. So I think it goes beyond physical attraction and I think it can be built. Uh, but I think the major thing is building the friendship because um, there are times in marriage where that initial attraction fades away, but what keeps the marriage together is the friendship. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yes, I definitely agree with your thoughts so far. Does anybody else have anything to add. Okay. Right. Okay. So we move to the next question. I, I definitely agree with what everyone has, else has said. Um, it's it's not just about physical attraction because life happens and we will grow older, we will change. Um, so it has to be a lot deeper than that. But yeah, I think there does need to be some element of physical attraction though. Like you wouldn't go into marriage not even being attracted at all to the person. I think I think that would be a risk in itself. But yes, it's it's not entirely um, just based on that. Um, okay, so the next question we have on our list is, how can you be sure like that the person that you're with is the right person for you? Like, at what point do you, because obviously when you're getting to know someone, you, you do a lot of talking, um, you do things together, it just helps you like get to know the person. How do you know, like, at what point you that you should draw the line, i.e., like, you have enough info gathered um, and you feel like, okay, you can take that step um, into the relationship? Like, how do you decide that or how can you be sure? We are asking that um, ourselves at the moment. I think for us, we're, uh -huh. you know, we're, we've been dating for, for 10 months and, um, Obviously, you know, it, we're sort of moving towards that point where we want to make that decision, but we haven't made that decision yet. Um, I think it's really hard to know um, because um, I heard someone say this week, you know, kindness is the most important thing. Um, and yes, I think that is that's very that's very true. And it's sort of in a Christian relationship. It's, they love Jesus. They're kind. That's great. Um, but there has to be something else other than that as well and I think it's whether you you feel called to whether it's 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 almost better for you to serve God on your own or um, as a couple together and 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 do you sort of create something more than the the sum of the parts I guess um we've been talking about it today this for this morning actually because we were sort of um, um we met for brunch beforehand and we were sort of saying um actually it's it's really quite easy in some ways being single it's easier mm. for us to be single um 
but is it better for us to be single? And that's what we're sort of working through at the moment. There are lots of things that people say, oh, well, you need, you need to watch out for this and then you know. Um, we haven't ever had the you, when you know, you know point. Um, and I don't know if such a thing exists because I think a relationship requires work and that person might be the right person for you. I, I, I think it's just like anything that God gives you in terms of gifting, you have to look after it and you have to, you know, hold on to it um, and and sort of and, and not and steward that that correctly, I think. Um, so for me, I don't think there is any point where when you know, you know. Um, but certainly, I think there are lots of there are lots of things that you can look out for, and that might give you clues. But I don't think there's ever a magic point. One of our friends said that you know you have to do four seasons together in a sort of a dating relationship in order to know in order to see them, uh, the other person, and to see how you interact with one another uh, throughout the course of a year. Um, and certainly we've been through a lot of seasons and not necessarily um, sort of in terms of the, the times of the year. I think we've seen a lot within the last with dating within a pandemic. Um, there, there have been a lot of things that have come up uh, um, being at risk of redundancy, actual redundancy, um, bereavement. You know, we've been through a lot of things together, but not one of those things is an indicator, I think, of whether we should be together, but I think ultimately the decision rests on do we serve better, um, God better apart or together. Uh, I um, actually agree with uh, Gemma. Um, I I believe you can't actually, if you want to if you want to know a person, I think it will take you like lots of years, and I'm not sure everyone has that time. Like it could take you more than four or five years, yeah, like you're still discovering the person and you're still knowing the person. And even while you're dating, there are things about the person you might not know until you live with the person. Like you don't know if the person tidies after themselves, if the person does some other things, or like you actually won't know that until. But I think the major thing is, is God. I think apart from the fact that we have um, the gifts of the spirits and as a Christian, you have the discernment of spirits I think peace is also very important. I think once you're at peace with that person, like whenever you're with the person, you have that 100% peace because there are ways God could actually talk to someone to know if this person is actually the person for you. You might not actually hear the voice of God directly, but there are some signals that you could actually pick on, like especially that peace. Um, then I think once you know that your life and the person's life aligns like with the ultimate goal of serving God and serving the purpose of God on earth. So I think that's 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 fine. Yeah. I definitely yeah. agree. Oh, sorry, you go, Lon. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's it's always that question, isn't it? That, and I think it does come up every time we do. We're about to make a major decision in life where you're not entirely sure and that's where the journey of faith also kicks in as well but then it also depends on how you've built your faith over the years and definitely life um in terms of relationship and knowing enough is one of those points in life one of the major decisions we have to make in life and you as i said you can never really know because what you're asking is is every single day after this going to be perfect like is it going to work based on what you really know and it's 
that willingness based on what you've considered as your what you call non-negotiables and to say okay these are the things i can work with and just being realistic with each other and i think that's probably the best thing is how honest and truthful have you been with each other throughout the dating um process because that is one thing that can okay i've done my best i've we've both prayed about it we've both talked about different things and i think that's one of the biggest issues is because sometimes we both know that we've not been entirely transparent about with each other about different topics and that's why you have that reservation to say okay i don't think i know enough yet because there are a few things you want to know but you've not been able to ask and it's just one point to say once once you've gotten the answer am i okay with the answer yes or no and i think that's the biggest challenge we do have because i've sp having spoken to different married people people say that despite we've married the father we married before 35 years i'm still getting to know this person i'm still getting yeah. to know myself as a husband as a father as mm -hmm. a senior employee as different phases of life you begin to unravel yourself but it's just that person thinking that, okay, I know this person, the way they would go back to in terms of their foundational core, this is what they would go back to. And I think that's probably what we can really work with and just coming to God and, um, and being honest with each other during our dating process to say, these are the things I want to know. These are the things I need to know and just take it from there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with everyone's thinking so far. And funny enough, I, I was I was having this like I don't know conversation with myself, or just just thinking a few weeks ago. Um, I think this was on the back of a conversation I was having with one of my friends. That the truth is, a lot of the time we're like, oh, is this this is this the person for me now? Like we're trying to make that decision based on everything that we know now. But the thing is. Yeah, so there is that element of faith because the truth is we're not choosing for just now. We're, we're also choosing for, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the line, Christ, Christ having and God helping us to live that long because the truth is like people, we will change over time. I mean, we will grow. Even I myself, for example, over the last year of the pandemic, I have changed um, for the better. <laughs> By God's grace, um, and like there have been some maybe not so helpful mindsets that I've had to drop in the last year. There have been a few things that I've picked up. So we're not just, and, and that's just even me as a person, like my own, but when you now bring in another person into the picture, like there's just that the idea that you will change over time. And so you're not just, I guess what I'm just saying, you're not just making the decision for today. You're The decision you make today, you also making for tomorrow because the person is the person that will be with you through all the different seasons of life through all the different like challenges the person will the, the hope anyways is that the person will grow with you so as you're growing like the person is growing and at each point you're still the right partners for each other um because i like i've heard I've, I've heard different couples saying how like they they could grow apart people could grow apart um and they were very much in love at the start of the journey but obviously at some point that changed. So yeah, it's it's definitely a journey of faith. Um, so I, I agree with you on that. Yes. Any other thoughts? Sorry, this is not this is not a thought actually, this is just a follow-on question. Um, which is I suppose we've all said, you know, you can never fully know a person, but um at some point 
you're hoping that the sum of the both of you is better than each of you individually, um, but you still want to know a certain amount. So if um, you were dating somebody long distance, how would you ensure that you knew the, you, were going, you were getting to know the real them? That makes sense. Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think long distance, isn't it? Um, it does pose its own sort of challenges. And it, it, in the same way, I think it's just a matter of going to be extra mild. It does require a little bit extra than what you would, for someone that you do see regularly. Um, and sometimes people within the same set of city as well, if someone is always busy with work or something else, like you, you barely catch up, it's almost the same thing. It's just that spending that quality time where you begin to pick up um, non-verbal clues and just see them in different scenarios with the family, how to speak to people, um, potentially not as high as them in society, or just in different scenarios where you begin to pick up these clues. But then I think it's for long distance, you probably pick up those ones. And I can see that potentially technology has been able to help us with these ones in recent times. But once we go back to normal life, you might need to travel a bit more. Um, and also probably have to have different activities that you get involved with. Um, I know someone did share recently that, which I, I think listened to podcasts to say, one goes away doing filming and during that filming process you're on camera you're away for months because you've got projects going on you can just leave your phone on a video camera or something where they listen to your interaction with your colleagues with different scenarios so you're not talking to each other but you've just but you've allowed them to plug into that space where they see you at work where they see you with friends not necessarily you talking to each other it starts bringing them into that space and sometimes you i think it's only for so long you might be able to carry on the the acting that you don't want them to find out that eventually you would come to your natural self in a party or something that you that you get up to so i think there are ways now for you to intentionally allow the person into your space that they're not able to join you physically um in that way and hopefully that might help and um and i guess it also depends on what what you really want as well some people it works for them differently in terms of the long distance that i can pick up different things or the key things that are important to me i can find out without necessarily coming together in the same space yeah very 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 true Lauren. i was also gonna add like I, I think it also boils down to the two individuals involved because i've seen how long distance relationships can uh, not work so I, I was in one myself and yes it didn't eventually work out um and i've also seen how long distance relationships can work and a few of those people are married today i think it, it boils down to the, the two individuals so are both of those people being as honest or as open and um, with each other as 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 they can because obviously if you're hiding something then the person isn't really going to know well the person isn't going to immediately know the real you until maybe certain situations play up i think there's also the aspect of not just talking to the person because you can just show up for a call you can package yourself for that i don't know 90 minute or two hour call or whatever but what happens to you in in the rest of the time like in the rest of the day so i think that's where what you were saying lolu comes in like i don't know inviting the person into your world like just 
just letting them hear everything that's going on. But I think also like speaking to other people that know the person and are willing to be honest about the person and really paying attention into what they like to what they're saying. So even sometimes people may just make a joke about the person and just say, oh, he, he's not really, um, he doesn't really maybe help people or she she's quite stingy or whatever and they may just say it and laugh but I think really really listening to what other people are saying is also another way you can get to know the person the other side of the person um that isn't being necessarily shown to you not necessarily because the person is hiding but maybe you've not had that situation whereby the person can then show you that aspect of themselves so I think yeah you shouldn't just limit it to your conversations with a person you should get a fuller picture and some things you just will have to learn by interacting in person. Um, I think, yeah, that even though it's a long distance, yeah. spend time with each other, like physically. Um, it's very important. You can pick up a lot, body language. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually agree with what you're saying, Kemi. Um, I personally, I think communication is actually important that's for long distance like and it takes work and it takes lots of efforts and consistency really um but i think at the end of the day you still have to meet because literally there are really some things you can never find out about a person virtually even if you're doing video call and you're in this space but i think there are some things you still pick up when you meet the person physically that you will never pick up when you're virtually talking to the person. Yeah, definitely. Any other thoughts? Gemma, Jemima? Okay, cool. So we'll move on to the next question. Funny enough, this, this question was not actually on our original list, but man, I think something happened during the week and I was just like, right, this is going onto the list straight away. Um, let's talk about pass passivity, especially like in the church um i don't know I, I this is just my observation I, I, it may not be shared by everyone else but why does it sometimes seem that like several like uh, uh, i don't know in general sometimes i just get this vibe that some of the brothers sometimes just do a lot of observing but not so much in terms of like pursuing um ladies um even where like I don't know, even where there is potential. So maybe they've had some time like observing the person after a while, but um, over some time, but just still not making that or taking that active step to do something about it. Let's discuss. I just see everyone smiling. I think this is a continued, uh, what's it called, isn't it? I don't think anyone has found the answer to this yet. Uh, <laughs> well, is, can I first of all ask, like, is this is this observation real, or is this just maybe something that I'm just thinking? Do other people think the same, or like, or maybe not? I I think it it can be. Um, I think I have seen the other side of this coin where people essentially are over pursuing people or pursuing kind of anyone who is single or anyone who they can ask out um in terms of long term i, I mean i again this is this is speculative i think possibly as you get older 
you possibly have a longer list of things you prefer in someone through it through your own experience so i think it can get harder possibly as you grow older because perhaps if you're you're younger say you you early 20s you kind of you're not really fully formed who you are yet and the people perhaps you're you're looking at pursuing haven't and you are you know working things out i think as you get older and i certainly found this is my experience as you kind of get more particular about you know the qualities you're looking for in somebody and that can be good and bad it can be good in terms of that you don't want to settle and you don't want to just go out with someone because you know you feel like you need to pursue someone or you know you're in your 30s and time's running out and you know everyone's expecting you to you know go out with someone or to find someone um but it can also be bad i think it can be a hindrance because you end up with this impossible ideal of someone who ticks all these boxes um and you know unless you find that person um then you're gonna you know you're gonna struggle or if you kind of have you know a list of all these character traits somebody has to have you know and that you you know that, that they don't that no one no one person has aside from the lord you know then i think possibly that can be um that can lead to not possibly passivity but maybe apathy that you know that that kind of that person isn't out there um and i think that it can either way can be unhealthy either approach can be unhealthy whether you're you're not pursuing because you you're setting a standard that you yourself probably aren't going to meet if someone was looking for you or you can set the other standard i've seen which is people are kind of desperate to be in a relationship and end up chasing or making you know unwise decisions um because they feel the opposite pressure of having to kind of having to you know enter the promised land as it were and you know be in a relationship so and not be single so um i i partly agree i partly agree i would say okay i think laulu was going to say something uh, yeah i think it's sometimes i do share rob's um in terms of the general perception different things are accountable for it uh, i'm not quite sure if it's just because it's easier to narrow down um sort of a church settings that's why it might look a bit um like a very obscure uh, statistics of guys being um passive in their approach but i think also there's a, bit, a little bit of sentiment of um pressure that does come in within a church setting that then sort of influences the relationship right from the beginning or the potential for the relationship right from the beginning just because of where you've met and you do see that some of the good ones have always been sometimes where people have grown and they've now connected or having relationship that have extended beyond the church setting it tends to generate a little bit much more intentionality there because the people in the natural space uh, quite frankly we do know that most a lot, some people have a have a sunday appearance or a church appearance that you don't get to sort of filter out and this is what we're talking about how long is too long to figure out you've known this person enough and sometimes with a church setting it creates that pressure that you're not able to go through what i would say natural process and then everyone is oh you're in church you should have heard from god right from the beginning your brother should be doing this you should know what you're looking for you should be pursuing 100 percent at um, pace and it's just not realistic in terms of going forward and also i think 
depending on who you are, at what stage you're at in within the church or Christian journey as well, where people think, oh, you can have conversation with your pastors and they will guide you on the way you should go. And you've got quite a lot of what we call leaders watching you right from day one. And it's just so much pressure. I think that's what sometimes where people want to be, would I say entirely sure before they take the step or they just don't want, won't take the step at all because it just comes with a lot of pressure that you might not even know who the person is right from at any point in time yeah I, I, thank you thank thank you for both your thoughts i was going to say that i was going to kind of um clarify my my question or comment when i say in the church i don't mean in one church so like both of you are in the same church like four worlds i don't know institution i, I just mean in the church in general so like in the kingdom um i don't know i just it's just something that i i've sensed there's a lot of just looking look on both sides but not as much like connection necessarily happening um especially given the number of singles that we have on both sides like i'm, I'm not saying there aren't relationships that are happening there definitely are i mean we've got people in the room who are in relationships so um it's just i just yeah i just sensed a bit of that um, i think Sorry, Kemi, I just think that there is a, a quite a heavy level of idolatry of relationships within the church, and that is causing a toxicity as far in terms of the relationships between men and women in our, in, our, in the church. Um, for me, as, as someone who is sort of in their mid, mid-30s now, approaching their late 30s, um, I, in my 20s, I could, you know, I was frustrated with men because I, I wasn't unattractive, um, but I, I wasn't being asked out on dates. I wasn't being asked out, you know, to, to hang out with men. Um, and I and I sort of, I remember being quite frustrated with God, with myself, with, with, with the men in my church. And um, it felt like they needed like a skywriting, um, you know, in order to, um, you know, sort of to get that vital sign to see that the Lord was calling them to, to ask someone out just to spend more time together. And I think I think the problem is, is that we see relationships as a milestone, as a goal, as opposed to um, something. It's, it's not quite it's not quite that. And um, for me, I wouldn't have been I, my life wouldn't have taken the trajectory it, it would have taken. And I wouldn't have done the things that I've done and I wouldn't have seen the things and participated in things had I been in a relationship. I don't think looking back and um, singleness has been very much part of my life and part of my um, my story. And um, I think the difficulty is, is that we we sort of get we, we we've got a culture where we um, sort of we get to 30 and we panic because we're not in a relationship and um, I experienced that panic myself I saw it in other people and from a very early from very early on in my 30 in my very early on in my 20s I noticed this and I, and I said to our um, church leaders I said what are we doing about these girls in their 30s because they're, they're leaving church in the droves because they're not in a relationship they get to their 30s they're not married with children and there's a there's a sense of loss, a sense of um, not being valued, a sense of a lack of identity within the church on the basis that they're not married and they're not in a relationship. Um, and that I I don't think that there's so much the problem is the passivity. If there's a passivity, if, if guys are being cautious, um, I can imagine that there is a set of caution if they they don't want to. Um, be sort of suddenly dragged up the aisle <laughs> in that sense of 
the, the, the sense of the rush, the sense of pressure that we, we as brothers and sisters can actually put on our single brothers and sisters in terms of actually it, it's time to like, you know, ooh, you know, isn't it time to get engaged? Isn't it time to do this? I mean, we've, Rob and I have been really grateful because the last 10 months have largely been out of the outside of the glare. We obviously we've had accountability within our relationship, but we haven't had that glare of being at church every week and people going, oh, isn't this great? And when are you going to get engaged? We haven't had that. And we've yeah. really we've been really thankful to the Lord. Because <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, that grace has just been amazing during this time. But I think there's something it's deeper than a passivity. It's more sort of in terms of how we view relationships and we interact with one another and how that impacts. I think that, re- you know, I've I've sadly really sort of had some friendships with guys in the church impacted by that, that culture. Hmm. Well, thanks for that angle, but yeah, I guess there is definitely that bit of idolatry, and I think, especially well for for me and those, I'm I'm sure those who are from an African background will definitely be able to attest to. There's the added cultural pressure as well, right? Um, where like relationships and marriage uh, marriages are like viewed. I don't know. It's almost like you you finish school, you start work. The next thing is like yeah. Like where's the person? Where's the guy? Where's the lady? Um, but yes, it, it's it's just the important thing is, I guess, being where God wants us to be at that particular time, and just being reminded that God is actually the one who owns our time. Um, so He has our times in His hands. So yeah, things may not necessarily happen as quickly um, as we may have thought, but yeah, we are we're safe in His hands. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just said as well, I think I do completely agree with um, Gemma on that point. And just to say, um, um, I've, actually, I've actually added from churches as well, and not necessarily from people as the same cultural background as, as me. It's come from different, from different backgrounds. I mean, oh, I, work wow. with, I work with people from a totally different background, cultural background or ethnic background, and they've had the same comments. Uh, <laughs> and, it's quite, and this is actually men as well. So... And it's quite interesting, and I do, I do realize that it's sometimes, and I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, and I think it's just the way we approach these things to um, not necessarily, because sometimes you're like, <laughs> so funny, sometimes people read out names like, oh, come on, why are you not, why can you not open your eyes, can you not see this? And, and it's just like, it's somewhat like a shopping cart or something. And it's just coming from all angles. And I think, also just important that um when people do get to that space is because you don't want to be seen as um because it can quickly go from oh we know him with this we've, we've we knew him with this person we knew that other person and suddenly you have a different tag and it's just that pressure of i don't want to switch tags unnecessarily with any church i'd rather just not do anything um or go explore somewhere totally different, far away from everyone else. Um, so I think it, relationship is happening within the church. It might not just be within people that you would naturally expect they would because for for different reasons. Mm. I think, um, sorry, Kemi, do you mind if I? Oh, yeah, please go. Ahead. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely that that pressure is part of it. I won't, I won't kind of go on too long. I think we've all said like this kind of similar things, but um i've had very very well-meaning people kind of come and say to me you know you know you're not with someone new or blah oh no not yet you know 
and I was kind of, oh, it's a, oh, you'll find someone. Like I was like, oh, it's a shame that you know you you're in this place. And it's like, well, now I'm I'm doing you know I'm doing youth and church, doing the worship, and doing um you know enjoying myself and I'm growing in the Lord. So it's not it's not a shame, you know, like that I'm not. And I think sometimes it it creates an atmosphere where, and I've I had exactly that conversation of what about this person, what about that person? It's like, well, what about them? You know, I'm not kind of, you know, it's kind of as though like one as though you know you're not really that person who's single in the church for six months. I've not had that notice, you know. Like, thanks so much for pointing them out. You know, I've not been kind of weighing anything up, you know. And I really needed someone to come and tell me who to. You know, so. to, to be fair, though, that is part of our story. We 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 met there were lots of people that individually kept saying um so i one of my friends met uh, a couple that used to be in the church in the street and they said oh, oh i'm just about, i'm just about to meet Gemma." and they said oh who's Gemma? she said she's a girl in her, her 30s and she's just arrived in, in warrington and <laughs> and then they and they, this couple said oh do they know rob does she know rob and they like how is she <laughs> and then then the, and the same friend introduced me to another friend he knew Rob from other context as well and 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 um and uh and this friend this mutual she said to this mutual friend I found the perfect woman she's the perfect woman for Rob have you had to see, have they met each other and she actually on herself to pray regularly for us to, to go out and uh, the number of people that have been saying to us oh yes we've been praying for you to get together <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of, I suppose the annoying thing is that's sort of happened now, so it's invalidating what I'm saying. But, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he does walk. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think it's a kind of, I would say, regards to, particularly from a male perspective, it's like just, just let people breathe, just give them space. You know, don't kind of, if if people want advice, then let them ask you, don't kind of, because it might seem like you're being helpful or, oh, you know, I, I kind of, I did this, you just got to act and you just need to, you know, kick up the backside for it. And maybe you do, that might well be the case for some people. But I think to have a general rule of trying to push people into relationships or a culture that does that and, you know, out of, not out of wanting godly people to come together because they work better for the kingdom, but just either out of frustration or out of, you know, um, yeah, like even, I think even some pastors in church see it as like a almost like you know if they know someone wants to be in a relationship, there's almost kind of a vested interest in trying to put people together, you know. And happily, happily, I can say not you know not in our church, but I have seen and heard other examples of that happening. So I suppose it's you know give give people time and good advice and good godly advice to pursue people at the right time and the right pace, and that's different for different people. Don't make a uniform standard that every man or every woman has to meet this threshold or get to this point and then this has to happen um but i suppose it's praying and trusting the holy spirit will guide each individual you know and encourage that individual to listen to the holy spirit and walk in step with the holy spirit and be guided um but i think having a catch-all principle is probably a bad idea and possibly where there's that it's it's making people freeze up like a rabbit in the headlights because of the expectation that they've got to be doing this or doing that and you know sometimes the feeling that you can't escape you know almost and i've had this when some single comes in church and you're going how, how long is it going to be before someone approaches me the 30 year old single you know and says have you seen nudge nudge you know okay 
you know so it, it's i think which in in its ter- in turn has an, a negative impact on the relationships because yeah. <laughs> it's true i think one thing i, I want to see just highlight i think thing, it boils down to also separating our identity from our relationship status because Mm, yeah, it, it, you, as as a single person, especially in church, in your local church or in as well as even in culture, like there's the tendency. It, it's almost like it's it's almost like inevitable. Like there's this labeling, so it, it, it's almost like it's a bad thing or it's a thing to be ashamed of or whatever. So I, I think it's just the importance of that individual. So we as singles, like separating our identities from our relationship statuses like we are whole we are complete in christ like the relationship doesn't define you and then i guess other people in in the community also doing the same so don't just view i don't know kemi or whoever as less than just because they don't have like a partner by their side right except they are whole as they're beautiful they have like you were saying, Rob, you like you work, other things. Like your value is not just entirely wrapped up in whether or not you have a on your finger. There's a lot more to you than that. I think it's important that we keep reminding ourselves of that. And then and that when we do get married, we make sure that we look at other singles with that insight as well. So we don't then add to their pressure. because uh, we, we know how it feels to be on the receiving end. Well, thank you, Kemi, for that summary. <laughs> um, and thank you guys so much for sharing like your, your views, your experiences as well. So, um, dear church leaders, we love you guys, but please don't um, put un- unnecessary pressure um, on the singles <laughs> if you're listening. Um, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. See you soon.